Mornings. It's Friday, November 4th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, she's a dumb sissy whore and she likes it that way. Plus, 1980s sexual harassment scenarios, a review of the sci-fi thriller Pervert, and ha-ha, your baby's head is all flat and misshapen. All coming up today. Lady, please help me bust my nuts and eat with me. Lady, please help me bust my nuts and eat with me. My pecans and walnuts on my table. Lend me your love hammer, lady. Without it, I'm disabled. Do you know how much I love you? Do you know how much I need you? Lady, please let me bust my nuts and eat with me. My pecans and my nuts will scatter everywhere if you're not there. My nuts have a real sweet taste that we must not waste. Lady, please let me bust my nuts and eat with me. Lady, please let me bust my nuts and eat with me. Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. Look at this nice, fine, w- vanilla latte-looking white motherfucker. Makes my bitch ass sissy pussy quiver. It's just a fun thing. Timothy James Henson, hold my hand while I poo. Yes, Tim Hansen back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday Show. Posting the program a little bit late, I apologize. You may have heard my voice acting a little strange this week, so I had to rest it. That's what old people do. They rest their voice and they drink tea to soothe their vocal cords or something. Why didn't I think of cum gargling? That could have possibly helped. You know, the saltiness. Okay, all right. Listen, I don't want to have to scream over clips today. My throat is very fragile. I did do a quick search for cum gargle, and I found, uh, I found this. This is from your little sissy bitch, and yes, she is gargling cum. It's funny how new content is discovered. I mean, you can draw a direct line from uh, me having a sore throat to potentially finding a new utard. I mean, she kind of checks all the boxes. She's 50 years old, a transgender male-to-female bisexual woman, and she says stuff in her profile like, Expose my bitch ass, and I need big black cock! Here's some more audio from her. I love being a dumb, sissy, cum faggot whore for big black cock. She's cuckoo for big black cock! Or to put it in a more slightly offensive way, black nut juice is good, but I got to say, Negro nut cream, way better. Right. Well, new listeners, you have to understand that's not me saying Negro nut cream. I mean, it is me saying it, but I'm reading it from a very sexy story. Negro nut cream is a very erotic phrase. Try using it on your partner tonight, especially if your partner is black. Although it's more fun if you're fucking a white guy. Yeah, you ask them for some Negro nut cream and see how they respond. Call into the voicemail line and let me know how that goes. 
So this trans sissy bitch whore, I think that's okay to call her that, right? Uh, she posts a lot of videos. She goes by the name Sierra, I believe. Hi, it's Sierra. Sierra, yeah. And if you watch some of my videos, you already know already that one of the nicest things you can do for me is let me swallow your tongue. I love to swallow cum. Oh, she is such a good girl. I frequently, when I jerk off my little clitty, I come in a container and I save it up in the freezer. And then once I get a whole bunch, like that, oh. just right here. Is that like a cup? <laughs> like a full cup of gum? Maybe half a cup? Is about a third of a cup. Oh, a third of a cup. I don't cup. know if you can really see that or not. It's about a third of a cup. So, down the hatch it goes. You have to smell the bouquet first. Mm. Mm. It smells like daddy. Mm. Here we go. Down the hatch. Mm. Gargle it first. Bad sissy whore. She's gulping it down. Mm. Yummy. She takes another swig here. There she goes. She's gargling. Unfortunately, she's using like some sort of Android phone from 2008. The Motorola Droid or something. I'm not sure what she said there. Again, the audio sucks. I think she said, I don't know what the fuck that was. I think she got like a chunk. <laughs> she she kind of jokes on something. Girl, your cum is starting to curdle. Maybe it's just frozen, right? Because she, she said she put it in the refrigerator. Maybe there are just some uh, icicle chunks in there. Going through her content, you know, she does things like the big black cock challenge where she tries to shove a big black dildo in her pussy. She shoves a pigtail in her butt. But then there's also less explicit videos like uh, a perfume review. When I get dressed up, a lot of times I like to uh, I like to wear perfume and stuff uh, just to feel a little bit more like a bitch and a little more like a sissy fag. Okay. Well, so, I mean, you know, her name still is your little sissy bitch. Not going to be exactly like a YouTube makeup tutorial or something. But I am. So, uh, what I'm going to be wearing today is Turbo. By no, that is not a feminine scent for a demure sissy bitch like yourself. You need a fragrance fit for a whore. Vulva original, worldwide unique. Yeah, that's closer to what you should be stinking of. The precious vaginal fragrance filled into a small glass vial. Yeah, we first reported on Vulva Original many, many years ago. I assume they've won out of business because who the fuck is buying pussy juice bottled? Not even real pussy juice. It's like pussy juice essence or something. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I went to their website, what, a year year or two ago, and uh, they've come out with a, uh, a new formulation. They've got Volva Original, and then Volva Original Mature. Aged pussy. Take a whiff of grandma's cunt with Volva Mature. I don't think that one's selling as well because Volva Mature costs less than the original. So, that's neither here nor there. Let's get back to our favorite new sub-slut sissy trans pig bitch. She has a fragrance recommendation. And today is Tommy Girl. Tommy Girl. Uh, read that or not, but that is Tommy Girl. So let's go ahead and put some Tommy Girl on and feel like a whore. Why was I featuring this video again? Oh, I guess just to show you that it's not all, uh, you know, shoving stuff in her asshole. Every good little bitch wears some perfume, so they smell good for daddy too, as well as look sexy. All right. Well, good little bitch. 
That is uh, your little sissy bitch over there on X Hamster. Let's move on now. I found an old 1981 sexual harassment training video titled Sexual Harassment. That's not in my job description. And as always, the best part of the training video are the reenactments of sexual harassment scenarios. It's funny, we talk about uh, how far society has come recently. And, you know, we try to be accommodating to uh, everyone and every type of person. We acknowledge that sexual harassment comes in many forms. But I was surprised that in the late 70s and early 80s, these training videos were uh, pretty progressive themselves. Here is the first scenario. A boss is calling uh, his secretary into his office. Yes? Janice, it's time for my nine o'clock pickle polishing. Yes, Mr. Smith. Ah, ah, ah. We agreed that you'd call me Mr. Big. Did you hang up on me? Get in this office. I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm sorry. Okay, so Mr. It's Mr. Smith. Uh, Mr. Smith's going to go over some numbers with his secretary. And those numbers are two and a half inches flaccid, five and a half inches hard. And I would like to see those numbers rise. Think we can make that happen, Janice? Did I tell you how sexy you look today? I sense a raise is in my future. Come on, you can make this work to your advantage. You really do, you know. It's amazing how well your skirt fits. Well, I don't feel sexy, Mr. Smith, nor am I trying to look sexy. You said you wanted to talk about the Kramer account? Kramer? Kramer? Oh, no, you misunderstood. I was trying to say cram her. Her being you. I want to cram your pretty pussy with my big fat boss dick. You know, when you try to act so businesslike, it makes you even more alluring. <laughs> you know, you could earn a lot more money in this company, Jan. Why don't you do yourself a favor and join me for a nice, quiet little dinner tonight? We could uh, discuss that raise you deserve. What an enticing offer. If you think I deserve a raise, I'd rather talk about it now, not at dinner. Oh, yeah, we can totally fuck in my office. Save me some money on dinner, that'll be great. Well, there are a lot of things I don't know about you, Jan. Like, how do you feel about pee play? We could get to know each other a lot better away from the office. I'd like to discuss how your uh, performance uh, might improve if I gave you a raise. I don't see how my business skills would be more evident at dinner. Well, let me put it this way, Jan, and you think about it. If you don't want to discuss your future in this business at dinner, there may not be a future for you here at all. This is a pretty standard sexual harassment scenario. Boss dangling a raise over a woman. All she has to do is uh, go to dinner with him, eat some breadsticks, and fuck. Now, speaking as a, a, a man, I can only speak for myself here. I can't put myself in women's shoes. Last time I did, my dad beat the fuck out of me. He really knocked any cross-dressing tendencies I may have had at the age of five. Thanks, Dad. Speaking as a man, though, I would totally take this guy up on the offer. I'm a sucker for a free meal. And like, yeah, you want to blow me and then I get a raise? Yeah, sign me up. One night of degrading sex acts in exchange for an extra $5 an hour. My self-worth is not worth that much, honestly. Yeah, go sounds like a good deal. The narrator of this video then sort of takes over. At one time, harassment victims had no legal recourse with which to fight back. The golden age of employment. 
back when bosses actually had some real power. But a landmark decision was made when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that sexual harassment is a violation of an individual's civil rights. Liberal activist judges. That's what they would be called today. So that's why these sexual harassment training videos started popping up. Is really to protect the company from future lawsuits. Now, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, these videos were rather progressive. Here is the second scenario. We've got uh, a manager coming through the door here, smiling as he looks at an employee who's up on a ladder. What you uh, looking for? Oh, I'm just getting some supplies. Is there anything you need? Well, there's a lot I need. You trying to queer out on me here, dude? Why, yes, the manager is trying to queer out on the employee. See what I mean? For 1981, I didn't think they would tackle such issues. But what do you want? Well, come on down off that ladder and I'll show you. Have a good time. Like hell we will. Get lost. Yeah. Mm. Well, I know about you and your boyfriends. Plural. And I say we're going to get together one way or another. Remember, I'm the one with seniority around here. My word is good as gold. I love that the aggressor is some fucking hillbilly. <laughs> this is some deliverance shit. Wouldn't the whole damn crew love to hear how Queen George came on to good old Sam? You're the one trying to make this guy have gay sex. You're the bigger queen ball than him, even though he does have multiple boyfriends. The boss then uh, strikes a sassy little pose. As you can see, it's not only women who are the victims of sexual harassment. It's also deviant freaks of nature on the prowl for their next ass-raping romp. Sodomites may be crawling around your workplace. Here are some warning signs. Your coworker has an effeminate way of speaking, like referring to men as she and her. An example might be, Mr. Smith needs to see you in his office. What does she want? Other signs your workplace is infested with homosexuals. The smell of VCR head cleaner wafting through your office. Loud and grating giggling. Only queers giggle. And a persistent hissing sound following you down hallways and corridors. If you experience any of these warning signs in your workplace, there may be a homosexual nearby. The Geraldo Rivera special, Queers Incorporated, will return after these messages. All right, let's listen to another scenario here. And just as anyone can be a victim, so can anyone be the harasser. Yes, even women. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Dateline Pensacola. Area woman rapes man. It's a real man bites dog story. So we've got, uh, I'm sorry, two women here. One lady who is just trying to do her damn work. Typing up a storm. Good for her. And another dumb bitch who comes in twirling, showing off her clothing. I'm guessing she's going to be the aggressor here. How do you like my new outfit? I sure hope Jerry Burns notices. Patty, Jerry is a happily married man with two kids. So? Maybe he likes to fool around. It looks like he's just dying for some action. <laughs> Patty, really? You sound like a cheap novel. Mm, a novel, you say? Well, I sure hope Jerry wants to explore a tale of two titties. All right, here he comes. Hi, Jerry. Oh, hi, Patty. 
My, don't we look handsome today? Oh, thanks. This guy could not be less interested, obviously. He's got his head buried in his notepad. Jerry, I was just working on these reports, and I wanted your opinion. Do you think these figures should go vertical or horizontal? (laughs) I know I always prefer horizontal myself. Subtle. Jerry, come on, pick up what she's laying down here. You're not dumb. Patty, if you're having trouble laying out your spreadsheets, ask one of the other girls to help you. It's under print options. Page layout. I mean, come on. This is uh, stuff you should have learned on the first day on the job. What the fuck is wrong with you, Patty? We're going to have to have a meeting regarding your job performance. (laughs) I know I always prefer horizontal myself. I know. Patty, I think you can use your own judgment on that. It's not important to me. Oh, but you're so important. And I want to do it your way. Women are as capable of sexual harassment as men. Even worse, because you don't expect it from a woman. Guys, you know, it's just in our nature. That's why it's so off-putting when it comes from a woman. That's why I feel there should be harsher punishments for lady whores in the workplace. Teach those skanks a lesson. All too often, women will play the power game against other women. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that women can't be trusted. And even more concerning, if you hire too many women, catfights might start breaking out. And while hot, violent pussy squabbles could cause destruction of office property. The financial toll, immeasurable. Well, Mona, it seems to me you're more than abundantly qualified for this position. Oh, this scenario features two women. See what I mean? Progressive. See here, we've done your drug screening, your employment verification... All that's left is the pap smear, and I believe I can take care of that. I was wondering why you have stirrups in your office. (laughs) It just makes things easier to take a peek. Why, thank you. Yep, I can sure use a woman of your dimensions around here. (laughs) You know, you have really marvelous hair. It's, It's all kind of soft and silky. You could just get lost in it. If I was this woman, at this point, I would make it very clear that I am straight and not interested. Oh, you like my hair? You think it's it's actually not very soft because of the copious amounts of cum that is just shot into my hair night after night by different guys. It makes it crunchy more than anything. What can I say? I love dick and only dick. Yep, I'm a penis girl. Cock for me. Thank you. See, this way you don't have to acknowledge that, you know, she's hitting on you, but the woman gets the, gets the idea. It's more than just a subtle hint. Well, thank you, but I say, I have an idea. Why don't we go out and celebrate your new job with a drink? I know this cozy little place right around the corner. Quiet. Again, maybe I'm speaking as a guy, but I would take this opportunity to renegotiate a salary here because it seems like the boss really, really wants me. I don't think so. I usually go home right after work. Are you telling me you don't want to spend time with me after work? I really wasn't aware it was one of the requirements of the job. Uh, Let me direct your attention to the Welcome to Clit Tech Handbook. Page 3, paragraph 4. Nipple rubbing and scissoring your direct supervisors. I see. Well, Mona, maybe you're not as qualified for this position as I thought. Later on, uh, this woman is back home, and I think she's talking to a friend or family member. I was never so embarrassed in all my life. First, telling me that I as much as had the job, and then taking it away from me when I wouldn't play her little game. Well, I will never shop at that store again. This was all for a cashier position? Oh, yeah, if you're straight, don't do lesbian stuff for minimum wage. Come on. 
You're better than that. She knows her worth. All right. Well, those are just a few scenarios from a 1981 sexual harassment uh, training video. Thought that was kind of interesting. I also found a bizarre short film called Pervert. And as I was watching it, it reminded me a lot of Karate Ruler. Remember that movie that was starring a bunch of mentally handicapped people? It was a sci-fi flick. This is also sci-fi. Uh, let me read you the description. In a future world, homosexuality is considered the norm and heterosexuals are considered to be perverts. Pervert marriage, pervert marriage. It's not a marriage to me. Pervert marriage, pervert marriage. How can it be? Good question. Uh, these Pervert heterosexuals must be reprogrammed periodically, you know, so that they are then, uh, I guess, attracted to same-sex people. Two lovers defy the law and are subjected to horrifying reprogramming torture. Now, I know this sounds like some sort of, like, Christian propaganda film. In the future, liberals will only accept homosexual lifestyles. But uh, it appears this uh, this film was written and directed by a gay and he's got, you know, he's done plenty of other very pro-homosexual uh, movies. So this is just, you know, a sci-fi flick from 1991. Now, a lot of the movie's audio sucks. In addition to the actors being mic'd horribly, there's also, like, loud music and shit like that. So uh, I'm not going to play a lot from this movie, but I will give you a nice little overview. It begins with a mushroom cloud. <laughs> yes, nuclear war. This virus has mutated into a killer. The disease is transmitted sexually. You see the problem. We gotta we gotta stop people from having sex. Otherwise, the virus will spread and everyone's gonna die. Necessitating strict quarantine of the sexes. Therefore, until this generation has passed away, and to ensure that no future generations are infected, government-controlled laboratories will ensure survival of the species. Right, so the government is going to handle procreation. All the men have to live in uh, one community. All the women live in another community. They're all separated, so naturally... Gay stuff started happening, and then it became the norm. A uh, type of uh, utopia, in my opinion, but I could see why not everyone would be on board. Still, this ended up lasting generations and generations. And then people kind of forgot about why they were separated. It just became accepted, and, uh, you know, people just just were gay. They, they, just, they just accepted that they had to f fuck other dudes. Well, not everyone. There were a few people who were like, I don't like this. Wait a second, something doesn't seem right. And that's where the reprogramming uh, comes into play. The first real scene of the movie uh, takes place in the underground city of Nundergay. We are now in the far distant future, and we see one man visiting a pleasure hole, which is like a video screen with a hole in it that I guess you fuck. Utilizing the Loft F.O. system, features include sanitized government-inspected pump holes. Pump holes, I'm sorry, pump holes. Deluxe blue flashing rhythm light. Red orgasm warning signal. 
floor pedal tissue dispenser, all approved by the Entertainment Commission of Nundergay. Remember, a machine can be fun. Good evening. Welcome to the pump chamber. Good evening. Welcome to the pump chamber. There are new pump flicks in the projection room. A naked man, I mean, you see his ass and everything, uh, walks up to the pump chamber and uh, puts his hand on it and uh, starts to, I guess, rub his dick up against it. This is entertainment in the future. Sign me up. The next scene takes place in People's Park L. There is a man hiding in a bush, and uh, I believe he pulls a woman into the bushes with him. Not only is it right, it's downright illegal. I should report you and what you're trying to commit here. Come on, get busy. Yeah, this guy just wants his dick sucked. This is very perverted. We're touching each other and we can get exterminated for doing this. So can a lot of other things. Well, their urges get the best of them, of course. They have sex. And then afterwards, he's like, uh, you should take me back to your place. Back in the uh, the women's bubble or sector or whatever. And she's like, fuck no, we'll get in trouble. You, in the female sector, it just isn't done. We'll both be exterminated. By the Lord high faggot, you'll hide me in your cell tonight and stop acting like you're a mindless fool. We're dead whatever we do. I'm not gonna die for some dumb bitch. Wow, not 20 seconds after they get done fucking and he's calling her a bitch. I'm not gonna die for some bitch. I guess he needs to hide. Because, you know, they're out in this park area and it's late. I don't know why he can't just go back to his sector. Maybe because they're in love or whatever. Did you notice that he praises high faggot? By the Lord high faggot. By the Lord high faggot. He, he's like the ruler of Nundergay or the world or something. I don't think we ever see the Lord high faggot. <laughs> oh, there he is. Praise be unto you, Lord high faggot. Y'all know what jungle juice is. Happy <laughs> Party. That's the leader of Earth? Yikes. So anyway, he, the guy uh, convinces this woman to uh, take him back to her place in the woman sector. They think they've made a clean getaway, but one of the robot sweepers who detect heterosexual activity is hot on their trail. Like, you know, they, they it sensed something and uh, busts into her house. You have been observed committing unlawful sex acts. Please turn yourself in. Yeah. You busted, bitch. Hope that dick was good. Please turn yourself in now. By the way, the uh, the robot is just a, it's a close up of a uh, little like toy robot, but they, they try to make it look like it's really big. It's pretty fucking lame. You know, it's a low budget little film. Take a look at the chapter artwork if you want to see the the robot. We better not laugh at that with the advancement in robots and talking robots and talking computers. Well, our star-crossed lovers were taken by the robot to the quarantine cell. The couple was further separated when the man was uh, like ushered into some sort of reprogramming chamber or something. I believe he explains where he was. They took me to the extermination center to witness that abomination they call a religion. Okay, extermination room is worse than a reprogramming center. They lined them up, all the candidates for extermination. All those on witness duty, please enter channel three on your left. 
candidates for extermination enter portal of death at the end of anticlimax hall. None of that sounds good. Anticlimax hall, I don't want to go there. Portal of death, I certainly don't want to go there. Brothers, his gayness, the Lord High Faggot of Nundergay, enters. Hello! Guys, would it be too much to ask of you that from now on, you refer to me only as his gayness, the Lord High Faggot of Nundergay? <laughs> his gayness. All hail to his gayness. <laughs> All hail! Came in robes swirling around him the girl knows how to work a cape let me tell you she's working it then he describes some sort of gay monolith or giant idol it's brought out uh, for everyone to see and worship giant golden penis emerged it turned and revealed a huge golden mechanical man let his gayness explain thank you in symbolism of the highest goals of our society the penis worship in which we must believe in order to embrace eternal salvation our candidates will now suck off the god of golden cum (laughs) okay this is the greatest fucking film in cinema history right to die a death of sexual ecstasy in keeping with the laws and traditions of the gay order founded over 10,000 years ago by the Lord High Faggot of Atlantis. Oh, so they are still going to die. This giant golden mechanical cock is going to mouth fuck these people dead. The golden cum ejected after this touching ceremony is a unique poison that will kill the death seeker at the time of his next moment of orgasm. Oh, it's like a charged pause load. Now, each candidate will embrace the golden penis and receive his reward. If death witnesses find themselves becoming aroused by this magnificent ceremony, please feel free to masturbate. Again, you know, I should make it clear that this is not a porn video. There's no, aside from that first scene where you see a guy's butt as he's entering the pleasure hole or whatever whatever those things were called, uh, there's no nudity. After all have taken the golden liquid, his gayness initiates a playful orgy. The shrouds of cloudy perfumes you now see are sexual stimulants. They really encourage you to fuck. They're putting on a little show, making the place smell nice, getting y'all aroused. Randy. All worked up. You know, honestly, it doesn't take that much to get gay guys to have sex. Here is the ultimate sex. Death is your partner. And eternal ecstasy is your reward. For giving all to the homosexual world founded by the Lord High Faggot. All hail the High Faggot! All hail the High Faggot! Now remember, this guy obviously did not die. He was just there to witness. They're, you know, they're trying to scare him. He also ends up uh, being reprogrammed in the laboratory. I guess uh, the high faggot here thinks he's savable. In this scene, the ruler and his assistant are talking. I guess this guy, uh, the, the patient here, is going to be released. Will be released shortly. What do you think his chances are? Who knows? Who really cares? Aren't you awed by the remarkable power and vision of the Lord High Faggot? He is truly merciful. I wonder why his assistant is a female. It's kind of odd, but okay. 
The last scene is the guy after being reprogrammed. He just is walking around, feeling good, feeling gay. That beautiful extermination ceremony was an inspiration. So nice. Bless the Lord High Faggot for his wisdom. You're welcome, my child. And his love. Don't forget about my big gold dick you've been sucking. I can't go back to that cell and sleep. Not now. I think I'll just go for a walk. That's what I'll do. Visit one of those pleasure holes. Just go for a little stroll. Down to People's Park L, maybe. That's where he met with that woman at the beginning of the film. And the cycle continues. Dun, dun, dun. That, my friends, is a quick overview of the movie Pervert. Can't wait for that to hit the Criterion Collection. Would love a 4K remaster of it. All right. Uh, oh, thank you, Mead. Yes. This is Mead's like one shot at appearing on a soundtrack to a major motion picture. If only we could get some distribution uh, for Pervert. Get meat on the soundtrack. It fits perfectly. All right. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news. All right. Now. Everybody. Pervert marriage. Pervert marriage. It's not real marriage to me. Pervert marriage. Pervert marriage. How can it be? And I really think it's odd. But when you screw with marriage, you're screwing with God. are enjoying Distorted View Daily, please consider signing up for The Sideshow. That's DV's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. Been at this show since December 2004. More importantly, every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive podcast and earlier in the week we did one on Tuesday. It's a great time to sign up. Membership's very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Also, don't forget, if you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can now sign up right in those apps. Just a few taps, and you can get uh, new Sideshow-exclusive episodes and uh, new free shows all in one feed. So that's pretty cool. Just another way to uh, grab Sideshow content in an easy, convenient way. Final way to support DV, we do have a Patreon account patreon.com slash distorted view you can pledge as little as a dollar over there every little bit helps thank you so much to everyone supporting dv you guys are the reason this show is able to continue how else are you going to learn about movies like pervert i didn't want to add a religious slant to this plea for money but his gayness the lord high faggot of nundergay demands you sign up for the sideshow all hail his gayness yeah there she is (laughs) sounding fabulous all right uh three very quick stories now first up you know how there used to be an influx of news stories after the fourth of july you know people blowing off their fingers or setting off fireworks in their bathroom or you know all sorts of crazy stuff that seems to have died down in recent years and now All the uh, crazy news stories take place after Halloween. I think we've already read a few, and I've got another one today. A woman who put a fake tattoo sticker across her mouth for Halloween and stuck one on her seven-year-old granddaughter was left in shock when they wouldn't come off. Take a look at the chapter artwork. You can see what her face currently looks like. 
If you can't see the image, it's okay. Just just know that it's not good. Her face does not look good right now. Elizabeth Rose filmed herself trying to scrub the huge, scary fake teeth and scar off of her face, and she shared her self-proclaimed fail on TikTok. The funny video has now racked up more. I love these news stories that are just about someone posting a TikTok video. That's all it takes to be considered news. The funny video has racked up more than 1.4 million views and saw her inundated with comments and advice on how to get the sticker off of her face. Use some goo gone, man. Here's what you do. You use some of that uh, flex seal. You, you just slap that on your face and then you, uh, you rip the tape off. It should take uh, all of the sticker and maybe the first few layers of your skin. But the important thing is the tattoo will be gone. The 46-year-old says, put a tattoo sticker on, join in a bit of Halloween, you know, put some on my granddaughter as well. She's seven. And my daughter rings up going, how does it come off? Well, it can't be that difficult, surely. She has then, uh, she's then seen picking up a cotton wool pad to try and attempt to scrub the sticker off, but it stays in place. Ms. Rose then adds, for fuck's sake, I have meetings tomorrow. In reply, followers rush to give their sympathy and also laugh at her antics. One person wrote, the thought of you walking into the office like that has me rolling and I don't even know you. A second person said, honestly, grab a roll of packing clear tape. Hey, I wasn't so uh, so far off with that flex tape idea. Put it on a, uh, put it on smooth and it will peel right off. You'll get all of your projects approved if you show up in a meeting like that. Another laugh. Now shut the fuck up. A fourth person offered a word of advice saying, I know it's your face, but nail varnish remover will take it off. Here's what you do. Just apply a thin layer of rubbing alcohol, then set yourself on fire. The woman ended up using brown parcel tape, which she wrapped around her hand before patting it onto her cheek. And amazingly, the sticker came out almost perfectly. If you ever get uh, one of these fake tattoos or stickers stuck on your face, packing tape is the answer. Ms. Rose laughed. What the fuck? Shut the front door. She apparently was going to try vodka next and said, uh, I might as well drink the vodka now and be done with it. You deserve it, you stupid bitch. Second story we have for you today. I didn't know. Well, I don't know a lot about babies, thankfully. I have no reason to know a lot about babies. But have you guys, uh, maybe maybe you do have children and you know about flathead syndrome. It's exactly what it sounds like. Babies are born with flatheads. You know, the noggins are all fucking misshapen. Actually, they aren't born that way, but babies' heads are so soft and malleable. When they uh, sleep, you know, that's all babies do. You know, they're just laying down all the time. They can't even lift their head, stupid babies. Flathead syndrome is the issue that can arise when babies spend a lot of time on their backs with flat spots developing on the back of their heads. Now, in most cases, being flatheaded is short-lived. Once babies start moving around... And they're not just, you know, stuck in one fucking position all the time. And then the, the, the flat spots kind of even out, come rounded again. The issue is that uh, we live in a very appearance-obsessed culture. I mean, you've seen the amount of filters people apply on their fucking, you know, Instagram photos or TikTok, you know, clips. Skin smoothing, skin glowing thinning out the face it's you know it just goes on and on when these influencers then uh have a child and start posting pictures of the kid they want the kid to look adorable as well and you know what's not adorable having a big fat flat head 
Enter the new trend of buying baby pillows off of Wish or AliExpress or something. These small baby pillows have uh, indents or holes in the center. They're marketed as a means of alleviating flathead syndrome, but in their quest to give their baby a perfectly rounded melon, a new problem sprouts up. Suffocation and death. That's a harder one to fix. A note to new parents and other caregivers, babies should sleep on their backs and ditch the soft bedding. No padded crib bumpers, blankets, or pillows, including those claiming to shape infant heads. I would love to shape a baby's head, but I don't want it rounded. I want some hard edges, like uh, maybe an octagon, a triangle head. That would be cool. There's got to be some pillows that can help out with that, right? Ooh, a hexagonal shaped baby head. Like that could be like a new trendy thing. This season's hot new look is head shapes. This is my baby rhombus. And it matches his head. Oh, my God. That's adorable. Quote, the use of head shaping pillows can create an unsafe sleep environment for infants and may contribute to the risk of suffocation and death. So if you don't want that for your baby and again, no judgment here, not telling you how to parent your kid. You want to suffocate him. You should suffocate him. I'm just trying to give you the information. All of the things I mentioned are potentially deadly, but the latter, the, the baby pillows serve no medical purpose. They don't work. There's no evidence that they work. They're not FDA approved. Uh, the Food and Drug Administration warned Thursday, um, noting that it had recently learned of companies claiming these products can prevent and treat so-called flat head syndrome. Be aware that infant head shaping pillows are not safe or effective for preventing or treating flat head syndrome or other medical conditions, the FDA said. The products are sold nationwide by retailers, including Amazon and Walmart. Lawsuits incoming! Hundreds of infant deaths and the ongoing risk of suffocation has prompted new regulations for infant sleepers and the recall of millions of products, including rockers. Gotta protect the babies. All right, uh, final story we have for you today. Remember a year or two ago, Tropicana came out with uh, orange juice-flavored toothpaste? One of the uh, worst ideas ever. I mean, it got it got its name out there more of a publicity stunt than anything well now tropicana is back with a, a new product this one makes a little more sense tropicana is releasing their own mimosa makers mimosa lovers can now add their preferred amount of juice to their champagne with tropicana's new gadget the tropicana mimosa maker is here to make your orange juice and champagne concoctions easier to brew it's a limited edition device you're gonna have to go to some website and enroll, I guess, for a chance to purchase one of these things. Uh, yes, the limited edition device is a 12-ounce spray bottle that spritzes just the right amount of juice into your sparkling flute. The three settings of the bottle include whisper, spritz, and shower, so the drinker can sip on a mimosa with a little or a lot of orange juice. The ultimate OJ diffuser can also be a perfect gift, Tropicana says, as it comes in a mimosa kit filled with a bottle of uh, Tropicana Pure Premium Orange Juice, two champagne flutes, and two Tropicana red and white striped straws. The brand said in a release, whether you enjoy a shower of fresh juice or a whisper of citrus, now you can sip your sunshine your way. Tropicana recognizes there may never be a one-size-fits-all approach. I mean, this is just a big advertisement for Tropicana. 
Tale, if you'd like to uh, purchase some spray bottle orange juice, you can surf on over to Tropicana. I don't think people say that anymore, right? I'm surfing the net. Surf on over to Tropicana. I'm so old. TropicanaMimosaMaker.com from November 6th through the 10th for a chance to get your hands on your very own Mimosa uh, Maker Mixer kit or whatever. Hey, in other liquid gimmick news, did you hear about Dr. Dr. Pepper's my favorite soda? You guys know that, right? Well, Dr. Pepper is releasing a limited, uh, limited, a limited edition soda that's supposed to taste like barrel aged bourbon. Again, it's another one of those instances where you've got to like go onto a website and you may or may not get a chance to purchase this. And you got to be like part of the Dr. Pepper rewards program. I mean, why can't these companies just let us buy shit? For the most part, Coca-Cola did a good job this year with their weird ass flavors. Coca-Cola dream and that marshmallow one and stuff. They, they had like three or four really bizarre flavors this year. And uh, you could just purchase them in the store. Dr. Pepper bourbon is 100 uh, percent non-alcoholic. And according to the company, quote, Dr. Pepper bourbon flavored Fansville Reserve is a non-alcoholic beverage inspired by the tailgate and crafted for fans with one of a kind flavor that evokes sweet, savory and woody notes with subtle hints of cherry, vanilla, chocolate and caramel, depending on the sipper that are sure to delight the palate. It's a lot of flavor in there. Again, if you happen to be interested in that, you should log uh, log on or enroll uh, into uh, Dr. Pepper Perks program, and then you can redeem points or something. I don't know. I'm still confused as to how to get this thing. It says the drink is a limited time offering and only available while supplies last, even though the promotion will be running until November 17th. So if it's your cup of soda, give the game a try. Is it a game? It's apparently a game. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play a scratch and win game online and see if you could possibly win a can. One fucking can of this. Fuck you, Dr. Pepper, and fuck you, Tropicana. No, fuck you, Tropicana. Fuck your orange juice. Fuck you. Fuck your soda. Fuck your orange juice. We all riled up over here. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedview show. Yada, yada, yada. The big important point is uh, for you all to uh, check out our Discord. There's a link on the main navigation bar. That's where like a thousand plus freaks hang out. Uh, they're members over there. It's absolutely free. You can chat with other uh, freaks and share links and stuff like that. All right. Let's check in with some. Hey, listeners. Timothy. It's Meowness. Um, Hello. Nice try on that test of patience. Um, uh, First of all, I love the Super Mario Brothers Super Show theme song. You're right. The show is a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, I loved it as a kid, but woo, it does not hold up. But man, I have that. There's a special place in my brain for the Super Mario Super Show theme song. Right. And, and So you enjoyed all nine minutes of that, huh? That fat Mario guy running around singing it. And also... Lou, Lou Al, uh, what was his name? He was a wrestler, right? Lou Albino? I study a lot of foreign languages, so that's just a pleasant experience for me. Oh, well, good. Well, you know what? But Whatever. If you enjoyed it, more power to you. Tim. Tim, it's Unicorn Hamster. Uh, don't mean to call again, but you played Mario when you were talking about the Super Mario Brothers Super Show on yeah. the show, and 
Uh, you're gonna have that fucking uh, Mario song is gonna get stuck in my head all day now. That's uh, that's the point of test of patience. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it, that you talking about that show brought back lots of memories. That time, like. You said it it came out in 1989. You're probably right, but in my memory, I don't know why I remember that era. I just, uh, you reminded me, I started watching that in 1990. Maybe it did air in 1990. I I was just looking at the credits and it said copyright 1989. I remember so much because my family moved. My dad forced me to move and I didn't want to move and I was pissed off. I didn't want to... So happy memories this show evokes. Move away and start a new school in the city. I don't want to live in the city. But it was all about money, and they fucking, you know, brought me a, to TurboGrafx-16, which Ooh. was supposed to be awesome at the time. And Nintendo yeah. was big, man. Nintendo was huge because they just got off of uh, saving the video game industry. That's and right. now these other gaming... Uh, home consoles were coming out trying to take a bite out of the market because it was getting huge. It was a gaping. It was a big, <laughs> huge, gaping asshole. But yeah. that's going to bring back a lot of memories because that was like, uh, whoa, like moving that period when I moved and it was like uh, scary being a 10-year-old moving to the city. It was, yeah, you know what I mean. But Yeah, you had Mario to keep you warm. How dare you say negative things about our childhood, man? We no, I look, I told you when I was a kid, I loved that show. But as an adult, I can see it that, you know, it's so it's a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, it just is. I mean, maybe the, maybe the Mario cartoon is OK. The Zelda cartoon kind of blue. But I'm just saying the live action part, it just look very low budget, you know. Where the fuck are you, spiral hand fucker? Uh oh. Spiral Hamfucker, you have been um, called out. You have been summoned. Let's see what happens. Let's see if it works. Should do. Go. Pink toilet again. Hey, um, toilet. I wanted to say, first off, Tim, I noticed the only time you really have a gay voice, in my opinion, is when you say it's just awful. You sound very gay there. But well, I don't even re- I, How do I say that? It's just awful. It's awful. <laughs> I guess I do sound gay there. Besides that, you wouldn't tell you. You would. I don't personally think you sound gay. And what about when I say this? I want black ripe uncut dick now. I mean, based on what I'm saying, it sounds gay. But the way I say it, I guess it doesn't sound that gay. So it's a very forceful want and need. I need it. I need that black ripe uncut dick. <laughs> um, you don't come off very gay-ish in the Thank way you, you speak, but. Whenever you say just awful, you sound super faggy. Okay, let me try to say it in a straight way. Uh, Let me say something's awful here. Um, I've never seen an episode of The Big Bang Theory, but I just know it is just awful. Just awful. It is just awful. It is just awful. Just awful. I don't even, I guess, I think it's the phrase itself is a little gay. I don't think straight guys say just awful. It's just awful. They just say it's awful. This is a bad. It's bad. Thing I noticed. Um, mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. that preacher guy that you played in 
uh, today's episode. Oh, that Shelly guy? When he's going on about, oh, I'm tired of pretending that they're not gross and weird and <laughs> disgusting. I wish I could take that but apply it to fat people. <laughs> and then that would be like, that. I'd totally agree with him. Um, also, Joe- we, all, we all have that thing that grosses us out. For you, it's fat people. For him, it's gay people. It's on you. Well, the joke was on you at first when I when you did the, the test of patience. But I was like, ha, I like the Super Mario Brothers uh, Super Show song. And then it came in a different language and right. then another language. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Tim, no. Um, oh, also, tell Lord Deuce to watch uh, Chainsaw Man. It's the best anime this season. Chainsaw um, yep. Man. All Anyways, right. Yeah. Talk to you later, Tim. He's Bye. always on the lookout for anime recommendations. I will pass it along to him. I will say this regarding the test of patience. Um, you know, when I listen to Distorted View Daily, sometimes I'll laugh, but it's never usually at stuff I say. It's, you know, either, you know, a funny clip or whatever. But what really made me laugh is just knowing that you guys, some of you guys, like longtime listeners of the show, knew what was coming, right? So, like, at the beginning of that episode, you heard, it's time for another Distorted View test. Oh, um, <laughs> patience. All right, so you knew, like, okay, so a test of patience is coming up. And then, hey, Paisanos! Like, right there, probably. At that very moment, some of you were like, oh, I know exactly what's going to be happening for the next 10 minutes. And, and that makes me laugh. Just the just the, the, the knowing, the, the acknowledgement. Uh, oh, no. Oh, I know, what's, I know what's happening here. It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! Uh, that made me laugh. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. A voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Our candidates will now suck off the god of golden calm. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the podcast. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I could not do this without you. And I'll be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, bye, everybody. Maria Athens signing off. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.